What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast, episode 14. Yeah. Wow, we, we getting up there. Uh, I'm your host, Gladia Castro. Got my co-host, Tim Park. Hey, what's up? We have a guys? really great, we have a really great episode for you today. Um, but just a quick reminder: this is a live show, so make sure you post your questions throughout the conversation, and we'll make sure to you know answer any of them. Um, and don't forget to show some love. Subscribe to yeah, our channel, absolutely. hit the reminders. Uh, I believe we have in the um, information below like how to reach us. Um, but today's episode: how to choose the right business partner. I think this is something that's talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some good stories. We have some bad stories, um, but <laughs> we have really two very special guests today. Uh, for some time, both of them were running their own separate wholesaling businesses. Uh, struck it by fate. They met on Instagram, I believe, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll, they'll share it with us. And the rest is history. After JVing a few deals, they learned like, hey, you know, like we should partner up, uh, officially teamed up uh, and building a six-figure company. That's just amazing. That's amazing. Um, That's awesome. I love it. We'll we'll talk about their experience and you know what led them to partner up. But let's welcome Ty Franklin and Michael Cervello to the Get the Bag podcast. What what's up, up, fellas? What's What's going on? What's going on, man? How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Working. Yeah, yeah, Ty out in the field, man. Out out in the field. I love it. So that's always good. Hey, right. Congratulations. Yeah, I heard you guys uh dealing with some title stuff, but you know, got a closing today, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yep, yep, yeah. That's the word of advice, guys. Don't ever don't work with your title company only. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Stay right. true quick, to them. Other title companies the will drop the ball. I know. There's some yeah, growing pain. Whatever things you there. gotta do to close the deal, right? Sometimes you'll do whatever. So we've we've all been there yeah. um, but really yeah, appreciate sure. you guys like hopping on um mm-hmm. throughout you know you have busy schedules uh mike congrats on on the new baby um that's that's amazing but i see you guys putting in work it's it's crazy to, to see it's like ty you know i've I started following you probably when i got started um and to kind of see where you, you guys are at now is just amazing but kind of sh- share a little bit with us like where you both come from, um, mm-hmm. and kind of how what what led to you guys teaming up? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, Mike, you want to go first? I guess. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, pretty much, I'm I'm originally from Rhode Island, um, and then I moved I moved to Virginia because I was in the military, uh, the Navy. So that's what brought me to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was coming close to the end of my contract uh, with with the Navy. So, um, pretty much, I ended up contacting Ty because uh, we, me and my, my wife and I kind of had an idea that we were moving to Georgia. Um, that's where we wanted to kind of stay at. Um, so I kind of, I, I seen Ty's uh, profile. I seen that he was, uh, you know, he was very active. He was very transparent. Um, deals that he had gotten locked up, he would say if they didn't end up closing, he'd be like, oh, um, canceled. Um, you know, he didn't just fake it like he closed it. And yes. I, I appreciated that. I was like very transparent. I was like, he, he it sounded, it looked like he was in the same path as I was. Like he was in that same area where we're still trying to get our first deal. Um, we have knowledge, more knowledge than most of your, you know, beginners, beginners, but we're still trying to get our first deal. So I kind of, uh, I, I contacted him. He even has the text message still like on Instagram. Um, but I left him with like a paragraph long message. I was like, hey man, I love what you're doing. Uh, I, I love your transparency. I want to go. I want to. Um, you know, my wife and I are moving to uh, to Georgia, and I'm I'm changing my business, my my market from Virginia to Georgia. Obviously, since I'm gonna be out there, I was like, you know, I would love to JV on some deals and link up with you. Um, and from there, he was like, yeah, for sure. You know, like he he didn't he didn't think nothing of it. He probably got these messages on a daily. You know what I'm saying? Because he was very active on Instagram, so he probably got messages on the daily of people trying to you know JV or, or meet up with him. Um, but long behold, I came to Georgia and we, we went, we ended up meeting up, uh, we ended up meeting up and, um, from there, you know, kind of the rest was history. I I think what, what really we noticed worked, how we worked well together was one. So I'll bring it back a little bit. I had a partner before him. Um, and you had an ex. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So nothing against him. Um, you know what I'm saying? No shade against him. He's, he's my, he's, he's like my brother. He's my best friend. I grew up with him in Rhode Island. Um, it's just, 
I made a mistake. You know, he he just he wasn't that knowledgeable in the wholesaling game yet. And I was like on level 10 and he was on level one. And just to kind of keep up with trying to bring him up to level 10 and, and all that, it was just very, very complicated and stressful. Um, and I needed somebody more on, on, on my level of knowledge where, um, you know, where it wasn't really holding me back and we can excel. So like I said, nothing against him. Just make sure when you guys do pick a partner, if you are looking for one, uh, don't just rush it. You know, um, I like the way that me and Ty kind of became partners because uh, what we said is, hey, let's let's break bread together first. Mm -hmm. Let's get some deals done. And, you know, after a couple of deals, we'll, we'll talk about partnerships. And um, that's what we did. You know, we, we kind of got some deals done. So essentially what the way it started was um, you want to you want to tell him, Ty, how it started, how I kind of um, just said I'll tap into your database. Yeah, so uh, Mike pretty much hit a nail on the head there. Um, when it came to us actually working, so I was still working my, my full-time job at the time. And I was doing, you know, I was doing it part-time as far as wholesaling. I was doing my cold calls. I would cold call when I got off work probably around like 6 o'clock to about 7.30, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturdays when I was off, I would cold call between like 10 a.m. to like 2 or 3 p.m. on Saturdays to kind of generate some leads. So during that time, I had generated a lead uh, database of about 100 and some, some odd leads. So me and Mike started talking. I said, look, Mike, since you have the time and you have some experience with acquisitions, I'll give you access to my database. And anything that, you know, you close or get under contract, we'll just split 50-50. Now, what built that trust was Mike, you know, he was very open, very transparent and sharing a lot of information that he's learned with me and teaching me some things that I didn't even know about. So I was like, okay, if he's trusting me with this information, then I can trust him uh, with my information, you know? And then a lot of it is just like on faith, right? So it's just, it was a good vibe. I felt good about it. I didn't have any kind of negative thought behind, oh, this guy might steal my leads or whatever. I didn't go off of that. It just felt good. So I said, go, let's go for it. And uh, lo and behold, this was probably a month before we actually closed the deal. So, like, literally, he got one under contract in, like, a month, in, like, a week or so, nice. and we closed that deal in, like, a month. So, um, and from there, uh, that deal was probably, like, a $7,500 spread, and we split that down the middle 50-50. And then from there, we had a conversation. I was like, look, let's close some more deals. Um, let's see if we can do this consistently. If we can do this consistently, then let's have a conversation about partnership and then the rest is history. That's awesome. I love it. That's great. And that's the way to go, I, I think. I mean, you guys did it right. Just, you know, breaking bread together uh, first, you know, see if you guys can get a good, you know, good deal or a couple of deals under your belt and see how you guys work together. And, um, you know, I, I really think that's the way to go for people that are listening out there for sure. Yeah, yes. and I think, uh, Tim, you've probably gone through some, you have some uh, some stories, some partnerships that, you know, yeah, went some access. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't mean, I mean, we'll probably talk about it, but like partnerships is, is dating, right? You got to, you know, feel each yes. other out, go mm -hmm. on a few dates, see how you work well together. And then it's like, all right, you want to move in? And then like, you know, it's just like, it's kind of very similar where, you know, you both have to um, come to agreements and, mm -hmm. and, and come together. But like, how did you, um, so you guys closed some deals, you guys felt good. Like how, how'd you guys structure that partnership? Like what, what take us through what that looked like. Yeah. So when we first, first started, um, you know, like I was still with my ex partner. Um, and we so actually, was cheating actually too. the way, the way <laughs> we structured it, like we didn't structure it at first. Like we were, uh, partners per first, we were just JV workers. Yeah. Right. He was, like my company was working with his company um, and we were splitting 50-50. So we got a JV contract in place where it was just, hey, um, you know, stating the jobs pretty much. Our job as, you know, the company I used to have was doing the acquisitions, just finding the deals, locking them up. And whatever we lock up, we were splitting 50-50 if we, you know, get a buyer. Um, so it was just a regular JV contract just stating, you know, each person's job and then how much the profits are split by so for the first two deals, I will say we had, we split it, 
but then I had to split it with my partner too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, that would make less. And, and mm -hmm. it was like, you know, it started becoming more of a, I don't know how do you call it? Like I said, no shade against them. It started becoming more of a, just, it was push. It was holding me back. You know, mm. um, you know, I was having to split up profits with him and no, I like money's nothing to me. I, I, I like, I gave him the money with no problem, right. but it was like, you didn't lock it up. You didn't find a buyer. You didn't do the marketing. You didn't, there was nothing in there that you did. So, it, you know what I mean? I still broke yeah. bread with him, obviously. But after like the second deal, that's when we were like, that's when I started realizing like, hey, uh, it's time for me to break off from this. And, um, you know, and, and, and just kind of join full in with Ty. Um, that way, you know, I'm not, I don't have, I don't have to split profits with somebody, um, you know, who's necessarily not, not doing anything really. Um, but uh, so that's kind of how it started. So I was still under the partnership with that guy. And we got first two deals done with Ty and I. Like he said, one of them, the first one was like seventy five hundred, and then the second one was like seventeen thousand. Mm. And um, from there, that's when I started realizing, like, okay, things are picking up. You know, we need to we need to like finalize these terms. Like, are we going to be partners? And I think that's what I ended up because uh, I wanted to still give my buddy a chance, but um, you know, it just it just it was. It was a drag. I was just very stressed out, you know, trying to do almost a lot of the stuff on my own. Um, but besides that, that's when I, I kind of had to talk with Ty. I was like, yo, you know what? What's up, man? Are, are we what are we doing here? You know, what I'm saying are we right. going to be partners? Are we are we going to you know, what are we going to do? And he was, you know, after after making twenty three, twenty four thousand dollars together or something, he you know, he was like, yeah, you know, let's 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 get this. Let's get this set into motion. And to be honest, this is where a lot of trust comes in too, because we honestly didn't even add me to the LLC till like probably November ish, you know, after we already had closed over a hundred to two hundred thousand mm. um, dollars. So there's a lot of trust between me and Ty. And that's one thing that we had together was trust. We knew that, you know, I knew that Ty was going to, you know, he's not going to run away with the money that we're closing deals. Um, and he had trusted me to not like, you know, steal leads or stuff like that and go go behind his back or something and close deals. So we had a lot of trust with each other. The only reason we even added me, well, obviously we needed to add me, but was because our accountant told us like, hey, if you don't add him, Ty's going to pay all the taxes. <laughs> then we were like, <laughs> okay, said, we no, all right, let's do it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So we needed to go ahead and add me to the LLC. So we just did it in November. So there was a lot of trust there. Like Ty said, like, I was at the time I was working for an acquisitions firm before that as well. Um, I was working for an acquisitions company. They were actually doing successful. They were making like they made like over two million last year. Um, so I was working for them. And um, but I told them right right off the rip, right up front, you know, hey, I'm coming here. But these are my goals. My goal is to learn as much as I can, soak in everything, but eventually build my own wholesaling company. And I told them that right off the rip. So they knew that I was there to learn what I can, learn the systems, right. learn the processes. Like I wasn't looking to take your leads or take your buyers. I was just learning to learn the process, the systems. And I didn't take leads or anything or, or buyers. You know, we found our own buyers our own ways. Um, but aside from that, everything I was learning and soaking in from them, this is how they're closing deals. This is how we're actually getting people to sign the contract on the phone same day. This is the process. This is the this is the title process. This is the offer process. I we you know I would just literally get on the phone right after I get out of work with Ty, and we'd be on the phone for like an hour, two hours every single day, and we just be like telling each other more knowledge, more stuff about what we're learning. Um, and essentially, that's that's kind of what, how Ty opened up and was comfortable to give me his database. And I, right. um, because he like he said he had a full time job, he didn't have too much time to follow up with these leads. So I was like, like, and, and at the other company, I was closing, like, I was getting like five contracts in a given week. And I was like, hey, man, I'm on fire. Let me, let me tap into your database. I'm sure there's some leads in there that we can get some things done. Um, so that's, that's what we did. And, and I, I would say when it comes to partnerships, uh, trust is a big thing. And then ego, you don't want to have an ego. You know, you don't want to like, oh, I'm always the right person. We take into consideration Every, you know, each of our opinions, you know, his opinion, my opinion, we see how we can mash it together, make opinion in the middle, like make something work. Um, or 
sometimes I may even say like, you know what, that's right. You're, you're, you're true. You know, like let's, let's, let's rock, let's rock with that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a big thing on partnership. We're not like, like, we're not, there's no like alpha male, like, you know, we're both mm-hmm. alpha, like kind of just, just, you know, working on the company together. Cause we know we're on the same team. Uh, we know that we're here to just benefit each other, you know, benefit the company. So I think that's a big play too, is, is just ego. You don't want to have, you don't want to, if you're going, getting into a partnership, you don't want to be with someone who's, uh, I guess you would say very con- controlling off, off the, you know, at the start. Cause then mm-hmm. that tells you that you're not really going to have a say or input in, in right. the company when it's your company. Uh, the thing to look out for in the beginning is like, you know, like things this way um no we're gonna do things this way like no we're doing things that way and um that's just not a good partnership and to be honest that's how it was with me and my other partner he wasn't the controlling one i was somewhat the controlling one but that was because he didn't know nothing um Mm. you know what i mean so right off there you can tell it wasn't a good partnership i was already controlling him and and what to do with our company you know what i'm saying it shouldn't be like that we should both be bringing ideas to the table and see what works best um so yeah definitely definitely i would say um there's a lot of people who who hit me and tie up like hey man how'd you find a partnership how'd you find a partner i'm looking for a partner i would say well, well me and ty always say don't go looking for a partner like we didn't we didn't say like we didn't look for each other mm-hmm. um you know partners weren't even in our mind like the only reason i i partnered up with my other buddy was because he was bringing money to the table and I had, you know, a, you know, a decent amount of funds, but I had a family as well that I had to pay a lot of stuff right. for. So um, that's the only reason I partnered up with him because he had something I didn't have, which was money to the table. But if, even if someone brings money to the table, that shouldn't be the reason why you partner up with them. So definitely, uh, you know, just take into consideration, like, like I said, the trust um, and, and just the fact that they can feed you information before you're even partners. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a thing where it's the trust and then uh, communication. I think you guys have really good communication back and forth. Like you're saying you're talking for hours after the day or whatever, recapping or just learning from each other. I think that's really important. Um, kind of going back to uh, the actual partnership uh, structure, like when you guys put, so you didn't create a separate LLC for um, this new venture for you guys? You just added to Ty's LLC, is that correct? Yep, yep, so um, yeah, I mean, Ty, Ty had his LLC. I mean, I don't know if you wanna explain that to them, Ty, um, but he pretty much had his LLC already set and I was I was down with it. I was down with the brand. Dope. You wanna yeah, get down so, with Ty? Yeah, that Go was ahead. it. I mean, I had this LLC created like, um, you know, when I got my first deal, that's when I established my LLC. I kind of had the ideas already in the pipeline. Just I was using that as my motivation to, you know, to close the deal. And uh, once I closed the deal, I kind of got, you know, the, the LLC and the business formation kind of structured. And then um, that was in April. And then, you know, like Mike said, he liked the brand. He kind of already had the structure for the most part. And um, it was just it was a no brainer. Just had to, you know set up an operation agreement and yeah. state in, you know, what percentages that we own and all this and that, and it's 50-50 down the middle, you know? Yeah. And for people that are listening right now, an operating agreement is the actual contract between the partners, right, right. within the company. So that will decide, basically uh, tell exactly how many, you know, how much percentage each owner owns, and then also uh, the roles of the, the partnership as well, too. So I yeah. uh, just give you some guys some background. Love it. And I like um, how you mentioned setting ego aside and, and not going for money. That's something that, you know, we talk about even in, um, you know, we're, we're in a group with Chris Jefferson. And one thing he always says is if money is your motivation, get out of it. That it's You're coming in with the wrong mindset. And I think especially in the beginning stages of like your wholesaling uh, ventures, people come in with the thought of money. So if you go in the deal with like, oh, I'm going to get this money. It's more than likely it's, it's either you're coming in with the wrong thought process mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. not going to last very long because if 
you know, things are, in, you know, it can be inconsistent until you find like a, a consistent streamline. So I like that you mentioned, like, don't go just for the money. There's more than that, right? There's uh, communication, like you mentioned, there's trust. Um, there's like that bond and like, all right, we're in this together. And I can tell like, you both feel like you guys were growing at the same mm -hmm. time, right? At the same level, you guys saw eye to eye dive, which you didn't with your old partner. Um, but tell me with your your ex, um, did you dissolve that LLC or that partnership? Do you guys, did you guys have like- so uh, he, yeah. uh, he, um, he actually, so it's just a, such a long story. So I wasn't even added <laughs> to that LLC either. Um, and the only reason I wasn't was because I was working with a company and I signed a non-compete form. So I didn't want to, mm. I didn't want to, um, you know, I was like making it seem like, Hey, he's, he owns this LLC. He does all this stuff. He, uh, you know what I'm saying? And it's not like I was taking leads from the other company. We generated our own leads. I just didn't want any legal troubles. If anything did pop up. So I kind of let him take over the LLC. But once we, we tr did try adding my name one time, but they sent us the paper back and said, Hey, you need to fix this. And we never, when I finally told him, like, hey, you know, we're just not good for each other, uh, he still wanted to pursue wholesaling. And I, I was glad, you know, I, I, I still help him to this day. Um, he tries to, you know, he got a couple of deals locked up. He's still, he's improving and getting better and better. Um, but he, he ended up still sticking with the company. So he didn't dissolve it yet. And he's, uh, he's still doing his thing. And, um, you know, he's got, he's got me for a mentor. So, you know, yeah. that's, you know, even better. He, he can always ask me for advice anytime he, uh, me but um yeah so i was never even on that llc so i didn't have to dissolve it i didn't have to tell him to dissolve it he just it was his choice of what he wanted to do and i honestly at that point too that's the kind of the reason um one or what two one of the two reasons that i i kind of just went with ty's company is one he put a lot more thought into the company's name and the company's logos and etc me it was just like i know the systems i know the processes the logo and i need some credibility and i need to get some calls going out and, and lock some stuff <laughs> up so right. i didn't put thought and time into my brand i just knew what i needed to get done and i needed that logo and a company website etc cetera, etc cetera. i just know what i needed to get deals yeah you know what i mean so i didn't really put that much thought so that was one of the reasons why i was like you know what yeah i'll, I'll go with property jet let's stick with it and then two um like i said i was never involved in or or you know in there so i didn't have to dissolve any of it so at that point my friend uh he didn't want to give the company up either he thought i was going to take it and he was like no no i want it i'm taking it or whatever and i'm like mm. cool like you can you can keep it that's that's fine man you know even if i have to open up another one it's cool man i just mm -hmm. you know i try to tell him in the most you know because because i know how that felt trying to it's like breaking up with somebody yeah <laughs> it really you is you know 100%. i know how that felt it, it probably hurt him and, and but, you know, he told me, but, you know, it's like I he, he he messaged me the other day, too, like like probably like a month ago. And he's like, hey, man, like, I just want to let you know I'm proud of you. And, and I understand why things happened um, and you're going you're going far, you know. Um, so, you know, he, he understands. Um, and uh, besides that, like that, that he, he wanted to stay with the company. So no matter what, I couldn't even tell Ty, hey, let's come to this company. So yeah. I was just like, you know, I'm going to Ty's company uh, and we're going to the brand up from there and and not only that but on the on the closing we did uh uh we already had those clients given us granted we closed those clients under my old company's name mm -hmm. uh we already had them giving us reviews for property jet so mm -hmm. at that point it was like all right let's stick with property jet because there's no point in making a completely new name we already yeah. got a video testimonial we already got a google review um you know for property from there it was just like you know we just built the brand up even more and not only that but then look at all this nice ass gear that y'all got the swag y'all got the swag that's what's up yeah that's ty ty's the gear man he he, he got the i know it a, i swear he, he he tried he must have tried fashion i mean his his girl's into fashion so that's where he gets it from <laughs> i know well they talk about like where your brand wherever yeah. you're at because you know it's always a way that people can stop you and be like you know, hey, yeah. what, what's this? What's this? What do, what do you guys do? And, you know, it's always a conversation. Yeah. Piece. yeah, not only that, but going on appointments. I've had 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to appointments where I have this on, my hat on, um, and, and people are, you know, the guy's telling me like, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all legit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they, like I come in uniform. We even have the button, up, the the half button up thing with the mm-hmm. uh, the collar, you know, like like a regular work, you know, like I'm 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 working, um, mm-hmm. right. you know what I mean? Um, and companies just like any other company, of course. Um, but sometimes that's what it takes to show that credibility, just show that you know, you know this, you you take this company seriously, and you're not looking to just fuck this guy over. Excuse right. my language, right. but. Yeah, no, you know what I'm saying. So I, I've had a lot of people like they 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 compliment the gear. Even peop even clients will like compliment it. Like, oh, that's a nice that's a nice um windbreaker or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's all it's all the brand, and I I know that's one thing that I've seen just through uh, looking through at Ty's Instagram. Like, it's you're building a brand in sense mm-hmm. when you build a business from the ground up. Um, and you get, starting with the reviews, your gear, it's just consistency, right. In, in all way of forms. Um, so would you consider, uh, would you consider is Ty kind of the, uh, visionary and you're the integrator? Like how is your business kind of structured in terms of like responsibilities? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like hybrid, you know what I mean? Cause it's mm-hmm. like, I come up. I would say Mike is more so of the the system guy. You know, he's dealing with, you know, systems, processes, things like that. Um, When it comes, you know, he gets ideas and things like that, too. Um, You know, a lot of times I guess I'm probably I'm probably if you want to put it that way, if you want to categorize us, I think that's correct. I'm more so the visionary. He's more so the integrator, if you want to go that way. But I think it's more so of a hybrid because we do come together on certain things, whether it's the vision for the company, vision for the brand. Um, how to think, make things better, uh, as well as the back end stuff with the software, the data, the system, the processes. Uh, we all have, we both have input in that kind of thing. Um, but he's more so like, you know, when it comes to these systems and, and these these softwares, he's he's deep into it. I'm like more so on the on the surface level of it. I can get down into it if I want to, um, if I need to. But for the most part, that's the type of shit that he loves to do. So. Uh, I let him do his thing. That's his comfort zone. I let him rock on. And he teaches me stuff about that thing, that stuff as well. Like with our dialer call tools, he dug all the way into it. I don't know too much about I don't I know about it, but I don't know as much about it as he does. And he kind of breaks it down and simplifies it for me to understand. And um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. We're both into the data, understanding the KPIs, the analytics and things like that. So I would kind of say, if anything, I'm the visionary, he's the integrator, but more, 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 more often than not, we're both hybrid and kind of do both. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could, I could agree too, you know, like it's, it's, it's like, cause, cause it's, it's like he said, it's like a hybrid. Cause um, you know, when it comes to like acquisitions, for example, he takes charge when it comes to acquisitions, you know, he, you know, our new acquisition associate, we just hired, he's the one kind of doing most of the training, taking charge of it. And I would consider that almost uh, in a, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but then again, I'm, I'm kind of handling more of the systems, like he said, like call tools, setting up the the the, the uh, CRMs. If we if we're switching to a new CRM, I'm exporting that, importing into a new CRM, mm-hmm. um, and, and just setting up like the processes. But then, like he said, we come together on a lot of the ideas, um, and then we kind of take action from there in our own in our own roles. You would say. Um, but we kind of we kind of do almost a lot of the stuff like together. I would say like mm-hmm. acquisitions and marketing, like Ty, like he's more he he got he knows the he knows the ideas like what list what list should we pull? Hey, let's pull in this city, let's pull in that city, let's pull this, let's pull that, and then I'll we'll we'll, we'll do the pulling together actually, mm-hmm. um, and then skip tracing. And marketing, um, you know, I'm uploading it to the dialer. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the agents ready for all these, you know, the calling. Um, and then as far as keeping up KPIs, I'll, I'll, you know, for the most part, we kind of do that together. Um, but ties mainly in the chat a lot with the agents, you know, talking to them like, hey, what's up? What are you facing? What problem are you facing? Or this or that. So it's kind of a mixture of both. You know, we kind of we both kind of have our visions come together. We actually have a goal sheet that we kind of just sat down, created the goals of what we wanted each quarter. Um, and from there, you know, we just, we kind of go into like, how can we get these things done? Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to categorize it that way, I would definitely say, you know, he's the visionary, I'm the integrator. 
Um, it may, it does make sense. I I've heard that a lot of times in different podcasts, um, but it does make sense. I mean, he, he's definitely the visionary, you know what I'm saying? Cause he, right. he I think, I think too much. I think, I think, um, what's the, I'm, anal, I'm very analytical. I'm like, what if right. this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? He's like, when we cross that bridge, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get there when we cross that. Right. Um, so he, he kind of brings me down back to, you know, leveled and stop kind of you know worrying about stuff we don't need to be worrying about <laughs> right brings you back down to earth a little bit yeah yeah you know it brings me back down to earth because me i freaking stress stress so much stuff out till my head pops off you know but he's just <laughs> like and then next thing you know it ends up going how he said you know like let's not worry about it chill yeah um but yeah yeah definitely yep. definitely and that's a good partnership i mean you guys kind of even each other out type of thing um you know, kind of going back to a little bit of your your business, where are you guys at right now in your business? And like, uh, how many associates do you have? Or are they VAs? Or can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so our breakdown is pretty simple. Right now, we, we, we have the vision of having a small team that's effective. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't want to have 20, 30 virtual assistants. We don't want to have 15 you know, acquisitions, people, uh, things like that. So right now we're scaling slowly brick by brick. I always say you can't throw a ton of bricks and a piece of land and expect to build a house. You got to do it one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, currently on our team, we have two uh, marketing agents. They do our cold calling for us. Um, and we just recently hired an acquisitions person. Um, and then there's myself and Michael who does, you know, acquisitions. Michael, uh, Michael does acquisitions as well. Um, but he primarily focuses on the dispositions and the transaction stuff. I'll dabble in that a little bit, um, but he's more hands-on when it comes to that stuff uh, as far as, you know, making sure deals get closed and communicating with title and things like that. So our team right now, we have five people on our team right now. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. yeah, so we're, we're, we're slowly scaling. We're slowly expanding our team. Uh, and reason being is because – you know, there's times where we have like seven deals on the, on the board and, you know, it, it gets, like he said, sometimes it's hard to keep track of acquisitions and make calls. And at the same time, keep track of the title company and keep track of right. inspections mm-hmm. and keep track of everything that's going on on the back end. Um, so slowly we're scaling. We just brought an acquisitions person. It has uh, lifted a lot of, you know, freedom of time off me that I can work on the on like the dispositions and on the company stuff. Like KPIs and and because you know we'd be here till like twelve p.m. if we were to do ones like acquisitions, transactions, uh, dispositions, KPIs, and and keeping track of all that stuff. So it's definitely freed up a lot of time. Um, we're definitely um you know looking to scale scale slowly, like he said, brick by brick. That's really the way to do it. And um yeah, it's it's really you know that's how we did it with our virtual assistants. Because if you think about it, you know when you when you first hired a virtual assistant why did you hire them it's because you started realizing that you know time to do that um essentially and and your time's kind of better wasted in the acquisition side Mm -hmm. um you know what i mean because one now you're trying to market and you're trying to follow up you you don't have enough time you need someone else to market and then you do the follow-ups so that's kind of how we started realizing with acquisitions we started getting to the point where okay um you know, there's too many deals to keep up with and, 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 and keep up with acquisitions. So let's hire and start bringing somebody more into the dispositions and transaction role um, so we can keep up with all that stuff. So that's kind of how we, we, how we figured how to scale, you know what I'm saying? We noticed right. that we're getting enough leads, enough, you know, work being done that we can bring somebody in um and move somebody more to the transactions i still make calls acquisition calls of course um because i love acquisitions but um eventually yeah we're we're probably going to end up shifting you know where ties like he's taking over like he's the sales chart he's he's in charge of sales he know he he's the talker you know he knows how to get these people down in negotiations i know how to get contracts locked up too but i'm very professional he's more of uh he can talk to you like we've been friends for 10 years mm. you know what i'm saying yeah, like got the rapport on lock yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying so he, <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he's definitely you know he when it comes to sales that's his thing and, and and he even already has like 
visions of how he wants the, you know, how he wants an office set up, like, oh, like, you know, ping pong tables, all this stuff. He has visions and, and you know what I'm saying? So he's the sales guy when it comes to the, when it comes to all this stuff. Um, obviously I make sales too, but eventually, yeah, like it's, it's probably going to be shifting more towards like, I'll be more towards disposition transactions eventually once we start having more deal flow. But, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love it. I mean, I think, um, I think that's the big thing is, is, is splitting up, knowing your strengths. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to get caught up in like working in the business. I mean, the goal is to work out of the or on the business. I think they say not in the business um, and understanding because that's, that's one thing I feel like with partnerships where it goes wrong, where you have two people doing the same thing or trying to dabble in the same thing and they end up stepping on each other's toes. Sounds like you guys have a really good um, work kind of balance of like, all right, you guys do this, you do this. Um, so you're not stepping on each other's toes. You guys collaborate, collaborate a lot more. Um, but the, it, it's kind of the goal to keep it at like, you know, what's kind of like your, your ultimate vision, like of you guys out, out of the business. Um, how do you guys kind of see you guys want, like, sounds like you guys want to keep a lean team of about like, is it maybe 10 people uh, or just be as, as efficient as possible? Is that kind of like the, the long-term vision? Long-term vision would be probably about 10 people um, in one in one market. So we're here in Atlanta. So, you know, obviously we want to kind of go to different markets, but the goal to go to different markets is we want to uh, make sure we have a full team in place where the Atlanta market is somewhat automated and that way mm -hmm. we can jump into another market and duplicate what we did here in Atlanta. Um, right. and that way we know, okay, we know how many agents we need. We know how much data we need. We know how many acquisitions people we need to get X amount of dollars per month um, as far as assignment fees and profit. Um, so that's the kind of the vision kind of, you know, set up a team here where it starts automating itself. That way, myself and Michael, we're kind of managing and overseeing everything. And that mm -hmm. way we can kind of tap into another market with the same kind of structure um, and then kind of scale that way. And then obviously, you know, that gives us more time to jump into the multifamily and focus on our own personal uh, individual goals to create that freedom that we all look to get, you know? That's great. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's, it's that's a hundred percent. And, and cause a lot of people, what they do is um, they use their Atlanta team to market to Texas or to market in North Carolina or to market to these other places. And it's like, you're just overloading these people with, with you know, North Carolina, Texas, Florida. So our, our vision more of is, is like, you know, like the isn't working at the Bird King in Florida. So they got a whole separate team for the Bird King in Florida. You know what I mean? So we, we kind of have a vision of building the whole separate team for a different market. You know what I'm saying? Like this market will just solely concentrate on Atlanta, getting things done in Atlanta. And then once we got that automated, we'll build a whole separate team for Florida that mainly concentrates on Florida. That's their market. That's what they're experts at. That's what they're, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. and most likely they might, they probably going to live in case they need to go out to the property. Um, gotcha. As far as, as far as building that team out though. So that's kind of our, our idea is when we expand and scale to other other um, states and cities is have that own team in that in that um, in that given given area. I love that. I love that yeah. how kind of I think it works. People have things done a, a specific way, like some people mm -hmm. split it up differently. But I like how you guys have a aligned vision of like this is how we see it and this is how mm -hmm. we want to execute it. I think too. Too often, people who start off in wholesaling want to jump. They they they're not in the market long enough to kind of really see it through. Yep. Like, okay, is this yep. an effective market? Uh, I think I was ta talking to Tim. We have an episode of like, mar like virtual um, wholesaling, mm -hmm. and a lot of times it's like, well, how long is it to test it out? Like, definitely not a month. A month isn't enough time to get that data back and like really analyze and, and understand like if, if it's effective, you at least want to be in there three months to understand. Yeah. But people are such like, um, you know, we, we live in a world of like instant gratification and people mm -hmm. want things now. So they're, they're like, they're, they're too desperate to, to wait and be, and be patient. Um, so a, a lot of times, yeah, people just want to jump from market to market and they're like, well, why isn't they, why aren't things working? Well, it's like, you know, if you focus in on one market at a time, um, you know, you'll start seeing results, but I think people 
you know, just have that instant gratification of, of how things go. So I like how you guys kind of are, are setting yeah. realistic expectations for mm -hmm. like how it's like, all right, this is how we'll do it. Our Atlanta team. And then we'll build out, you know, we'll, we'll do some, we'll get ourselves out of certain positions so we can focus in on like the next market. Yeah, exactly. And then you don't want to mix things up because now mm -hmm. you might be tapping into your Atlanta budget and then realize that your Florida market isn't performing as your Atlanta budget is getting lower and lower when that should have been just for Atlanta. Um, you know what I mean? And a whole separate budget for Florida. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and, and that's that's kind of our goals when it comes to that. But uh, yeah, we're, we're slowly scaling up. Like I said, we like he said, we just brought our first acquisitions associate. It's a new experience training him, um, you know, and, and getting him to, uh, you know, up to par with with everything in, as far as wholesaling. But it's been very successful. I mean, um, things in place like onboarding, we have slideshows that we go through with them um you know uh, a, a schedule you know as far as what he's looking towards in his first week you know day one day two day three we have that schedule set up and we even had a, we even had someone on fiber make it look all pretty and stuff <laughs> yeah so nice. it's, it's legitimate you know you want to you want to have everything legit it's it's a company when you were when you went to work for bird king they put you on that computer for like just to learn how to flip a burger or something or learn how to use a cashier just like that you want to have systems in place when you bring somebody in onboard them it's, it's straight to training they, they, they you got an agenda not where it's um kind of all over the place because right. when it's like that 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 employee is going to look at the company like okay these guys aren't fully established and and the performance just isn't going to be the same you know right. so you want to you want to have you want to you want to have that you know systems and everything set up in place in the Learning. We're actually going to to Ohio to learn some more about systems and processes from uh, some ladies. So it's it's you know it's a learning process. You want to keep learning. Definitely, I think um, you guys are doing everything kind of the right way, and you know your strategies are really on point to fit your company and where you direction of where your company is. And you know I know that like sometimes people shy away from partnerships because they're not ready or they they may have a certain um you know they're they're working their nine to five but they're also trying to get into this industry but you know to realize that you know having a partner is actually uh, someone that can help you during that process as well they might be full-time but you might be part um part-time or have a um you know, full-time job. So it's just that communication and that trust as well to get you both to the direction that you want to go within your company. Yeah, yeah, yeah it just got to make sense. It just has to make sense at the end of the day. You know, like for us, it made sense. Um, and I tell people all the time, like, don't go looking for a partner. Let the partner come to you by you working. You know, you closing deals, you're going to start meeting people who are closing deals. Uh, you don't want to partner with somebody who's not really doing shit. You know what I'm saying? You want to partner with people who are active um, or who are, who are doing things that can bring you value. And you guys have to bring each other value. Um, so, yeah, you, you, it just has to make sense at the end of the day. And for me and Mike, it made sense. I was working full time, like you said, Tim, and he, I, and he was working kind of, you know, part time on his own and, and doing his thing. And I was like, hey, just go ahead and tap into my database and let's make something happen. Let's see what, what we can do. And it worked out, you know, it worked out. Yeah. And I think a great way for, um, to really test out partnerships or how you work with people. Cause that's another thing too, is like stepping into entrepreneurship, um, mm -hmm. collaboration is, is huge. Right. And like how you collaborate with people. And we always talk about all the time, like JV with somebody, um, to really learn the process. If you're struggling in the dispo end, you don't have to partner up with anybody necessarily, but JV, it's like a temporary partnership, right? You're partnering throughout this deal. So learn, learn the ropes from people. If you're, if your strengths are dispo, find somebody who's good at acquisitions. Um, te teaming up, I think is, is really important to really understand like the process. So then moving forward, you kind of know what to look for. Um, but I think people also to start off, like try to do everything. I think Mike, you had mentioned that earlier um, where you try to do everything at once and, and be really overwhelming um, the wholesaling process. Like people on Instagram make it look easy, right? Or people think like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then like get stuck because they're 
they've kind of reached a, a ceiling, so to speak. So um, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's one thing. Um, I think people are also kind of the ego where people don't want to be vulnerable and ask for help. So um, that's a huge thing. And like, understanding how to collaborate and work closely with somebody. So don't just go jumping into a partnership right away. Uh, closely, like you guys, I think, like Tim said, you guys really did it the right way and like, all right, let's feel this out. Let's, let's work on some deals together. And then we can talk about partnerships. I think a lot of times people are like, well, yeah, you're cool. Like we're vibing. We had a drink or something like, yeah, let's partner up without even like getting into the weeds with this person. So, uh, yes, I the next. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Don't end up an X. That should be a, a hashtag or something. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I love that. So you guys talked about your individual goals. What's some? What's something that I know you guys are thinking of getting into multifamilies? Is it? Is it the? How? How are you guys kind of planning that out? Is that something that's coming in the works soon, or is it something eventually, like after you go into a new market, then you'll kind of look into that? Yeah, I mean, so we're actually like active as far as getting into it now. Uh, we're learning, uh, like you get. We talked about before the show, you know, analyzing deals and uh, learning terminology and learning processes. Uh, we actually kind of considered and thought about. I think for us to get a mentor or find someone to do some to, to mentor mentor us and kind of teach us a little bit about it from the inside, from the beginning to the end. Um, you know, that way, you know, we can avoid uh you know that curve you know and get there right. a lot quicker uh but yeah the first thing is definitely you know starting the education on it and learning how to how to apply and learning the whole process behind it and then just like with wholesaling we didn't know how to do wholesaling we just learned it and started taking action so a similar thing just learn it and start taking action it's kind of where we at and you know we want to get into it at some point this year for sure yeah yeah like he, he got it on point um so we we've, we've been um you know, kind of doing our research, do learning more and more. Um, you know, we, we network with a lot of people too. So we know people that are, are in it. Uh, we've thought of um, possibly, you know, becoming a limited partnership on, on a deal. Um, so we can kind of learn kind of the ins mm. and outs um, of multifamily syndications. But um, as far as that goes, we just been kind of underwriting deals, trying to understand the numbers um and just trying to understand as well like the lend lending part like the loan part all that stuff mm. um because there's a lot to that as well um and yeah i mean we've really just been just like you know obviously we have a lot of our time you know, caught up with wholesaling um because we're still working in the business um but eventually little by little and eventually when we have more time that's when we plan on actually deep diving uh into the multi-family world and uh but uh, i will say we we have contacted some people contacted some multi-family homes i've i've gotten you know a few multi-family home uh owners on the phone before it's the same thing as wholesaling man i got, it on, mm -hmm. I got them on the phone um you know and and you can just figure out information like you know what we usually ask them is rent rolls t12 yep. or whatever um so yeah so that's that's we're, we're learning more and more as far as that goes obviously we got a long way to go but uh that's what like he said you know we've thought about you know um paying for like a mentorship so we can kind of skip that curve um mm -hmm. or just joining in as a limited partner and um kind of learning that way as well um but yeah we definitely that's that's kind of our personal goal but you can all team goal um because we both have that same vision in mind it's like let's let's get into the multi-family world and um let's get our passive income that way i mean because that's that's just a little bit know, easier when you have a hundred plus units than, yeah uh, you raise the rent like two hundred dollars or a hundred right that's a lot of money right there <laughs> um so yeah it just makes sense too you know it's it's value add um you can force appreciation mm -hmm. uh, a lot more than single um you know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, tax and, benefits. And the tax benefits, yeah. Yeah, those are huge. <laughs> appreciation, you're raising the rents, and and when you raise the rents, you know, two hundred just a hundred dollars, like you said, on a hundred units. Um, I don't know what that is, but that's like what, like almost like ten thousand. I think ten. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> yeah. It, I'm bad with math, but I know numbers. But. 
Hey, I feel you on that. <laughs> that's a bar right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, the, on the multifamily, you don't even have to go off market. You can you can actually talk with brokers and yeah. and build relationships with brokers so they can push you deals and you just put it into your your numbers and if it makes sense, you know, you can mm -hmm. just uh, put out offers. And what I I think we've learned G is that um, the more offers you make with a broker, the more deals he'll send you. Even if those mm -hmm. um, uh, offers don't go through, it just know they're serious. They know you're serious about you know uh, getting a property. So yeah, when you say offer, do you send them a letter of intent or just an actual offer? No. So we do a soft, like a soft offer first. Like we, you know, we analyze the deal and then we say, hey, you know based on our numbers and you know uh, you didn't have the management fee in your om so we you know um, we're going to come at this number i don't know if that makes sense to your seller but if it does then you know we can have a i can put it in writing for you so okay. then I, then i can do a letter of intent if they're really serious okay nice nice yeah definitely we gotta we gotta tap in we gotta chat some more man i wanna i wanna tap into your yeah. brain, pick your brain a little bit. Um, yeah, like we're also looking into, uh, we're looking to different markets. I think Cal Cali, Los Angeles, mm -hmm. uh, I actually recent went last week or the week after to visit Tim for our previous mm -hmm. episode. And uh, it's crazy. I didn't realize how many multi, cause I'm in Northern Cali. So I'm like you know, the Bay area. Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't realize LA had so many multifamily properties. I was just like, Whoa, multifamily after multifamily. You wouldn't think mm -hmm. about it of LA. Um, so we're tapping into Southern Cali, uh, da uh, Dallas or Texas area and uh, Atlanta too. So yeah, we do, should definitely tap in and just kind of share, um, you know, our knowledge and what, what we're learning and what you guys are learning. So I'd love to, to connect yeah. in that sense, but yeah. it really is the same. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like you can, once you get your wholesaling process down and systems, you can replicate that into another business. Like I've, mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've seen that people who have really successful wholesaling businesses are able to like take those systems and plug it into, cause it's all the same thing. Like yeah. in one way or another, you have like an acquisitions and like a sales. Um, and then you have a way to um, dispo or communicate with like buyers. So um, if you have your systems out, you can just plug that into, you know, multifamily. And like, of course there's more to that than like syndication funding, uh, that sort of thing. But once you can get that basic knowledge of real estate, you can like that's that's really enough you're already ahead of the curve like you're talking mm -hmm. about there's not much competition when it yeah. comes to multifamily. yeah no definitely and and just like we're doing right now networking is the best i mean you never know Absolutely. one day we one day we have enough enough wholesale millionaire wholesalers we can take a building down ourselves and not necessarily exactly. need to uh need to uh ask random investors or something you know what i'm saying um you know who's who's looking for a return or whatever the case is but yeah yeah no definitely it's it's yeah it's it's networking is important i've i've never thought talking just talking to people would make you so much money but the more people you talk to the more you network um it's true it, it, you can make a lot of you can make a lot of money you know just talking to people um that's yeah. all it exactly. takes just talking to people now do you guys go to like uh certain events or um to network or how do you guys, you know, spread the word for you guys? Yeah. You want to take that time? Yeah, we do. Um, we try to go to as many as we can. We actually came from one on Saturday, went to one Saturday. Um, good networking event you connect with. And it's good because the type of people there, one, there's all real estate people for the most part. Um, right. And there's real estate people in different aspects of real estate. You got developers, you got builders, you got real estate agents, you got uh wholesalers you got actual cash buyers so it's just a whole bunch of different people in there um that you can connect with it has a lot it's a, it's a range of knowledge that you can kind of get if you just open your mouth and kind of talk to people introduce yourself say hey this is what i do uh and whatnot funny thing is uh this is like one of the first events that you know i went to uh when people actually noticed who i was probably because of my social media you know what i mean right. i came in or my brand uh like oh yeah yo what's up Ty? Da, da, da. you know so 
um, that's why, you know, like you were saying, G, like the branding is very important too, you know? So people, you don't necessarily have to come up to people. They start coming to you when they recognize mm. you. You know what I mean? So that's like a little cheat code in networking. Yeah, can't miss the green hat. Can't miss the green right. hat. <laughs> it's high special. It's high special. Hey, man, I, need, I, I may need to get me a hat. Send, send me the plenty. store link. <laughs> I got plenty. Yeah, I'll um, definitely rep, rep some property jet for sure. But yeah, like, uh, like he said, too, man, um, networking, people don't realize how important it is going to these events. Um, there's a buyer there that was at the event that, that we've made about like $30,000 off him already. Mm. But all these new wholesalers that were there that never got a deal done don't even know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even know that there's somebody off right there that they can make $30,000 off if they just find them a good property. Um, so a lot of these events are powerful. Like if you just, you got to talk to people. If you go, if you go into an event and you're talking to the same person that you went to the event with, you're doing it all wrong. Mm -hmm. You got you to be talking to people you've never talked to. Right. Um, it's, putting, it's putting yourself out there, making yourself uncomfortable. I think, exactly. uh, I mean, unfortunately with COVID, that kind of put a dander on things, but like, now that everything's for the most part is pretty open, there's you really don't have any excuse to like put yourself out there and just introduce yourself and add value. I always say that yeah. like it's not about you, it's about like the the person you're talking to. How can I add value if I want to get into multifamily? Let me find somebody who's good at it and like, hey, let me underwrite your deal. I have especially like once I can kind of understand the calculator, but I, like I'm like, hey, let me underwrite this deal for you, and uh, you let me know how you know how it how it went. That's one way to add value where it's like, I'm not even considering what I need because eventually it'll come back. I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate of like the go-giver of that, that specific book because a lot of times people come in with like me, 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 this is what I need. What can you do for mm -hmm. me instead of, Hey, what can I do for you? How, like, what, what, what do you need help with? In some way or form, it always comes back around where somebody will be like, Hey, what do you need? Like, how, you know, I appreciate you helping me out with this, but like, um, yes. hey, I'm buying in this area, like whatever the case may be, putting yourself out there, not being shy. I think that's that's really what's holding people back uh, yeah. is not not introducing themselves, not speaking about what they do. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's how we got MLS comps. The guy who gives us his MLS access. Um, anytime he calls me, I'm here to answer any questions he has about wholesaling. Even mm -hmm. multifamily, because he's he's getting heavy into the multifamily. Um, he had a question the other day. He was like, I'm trying to figure something out about taxes. And I know a little bit about, you know, researching the county websites and looking at the taxes and all that stuff. So I was like, right. let me look at the county website. Let's let's look it up here. Let's see what they're charging, you know, what percent they take for taxes. And, and we figured it out together. And just providing that little value right there. You know, we've been using his MLS access for the last like three, four months. Um, so, you know, you give value, you get value back, um, just like you said. I love it. So we're coming up on the hour. It's crazy. I'm like, I feel like we've just been talking for like 15 minutes. Um, but what, uh, what do you guys want to leave the audience with today? Like whether it's like coming together for a business partnership or anything, it can be whatever it is. Um, think about that for a sec. And uh, yeah, guys, don't forget to subscribe, hit those reminders. Uh, I believe in the description, we have how to reach Mike and Ty, mm -hmm. uh, have their websites down, but don't forget, follow us on uh, Instagram, get underscore the bag podcast. Really appreciate you guys tapping in with us today. But yeah, Ty, Mike, what, what do you guys want to leave the, the audience with today? Yeah, I'll start off. So the main thing is, I know since the conversation is about partnership, and I'll repeat it. Um, don't go looking for a partner. You know, let do the work. Let a partner come to you. You know, when you put that energy out, people start noticing you working. That's how you get in these rooms with people who are actually working. And you can kind of have conversations about what's going on in your business or what's going on in your day to day. And you guys kind of exchange value that way and see if it makes sense. Do JVs uh, and see how they communicate, how you guys communicate, how how urgent they are when it comes to getting things done, how uh, how transparent they are when it comes to things like that. So that's one. And then the next thing, for those who are just starting out, you know, haven't closed a deal yet or whatever the case may be, don't quit. Don't fucking quit. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as you quit, you'll never... If you don't quit, you're guaranteed to see success. Bottom line. Yeah. 
So if you stay, whatever you do, no, no matter if it's real estate, whether it's your owning your own business as a boutique owner, salon owner, whatever the case may be, um, you get punched in the mouth, get back up, find out a way how not to get punched in the mouth again and move mm -hmm. forward. As long as you keep moving forward, you'll see success. And that's that's a fact. I've seen it. Mike's seen it. You guys seen it. Anybody who's seen success, we've dealt with failure. But the, the one thing that we have in common is we haven't quit and we kept going. Yeah, that's a jam. It's a bar right there. Yeah. Love it. No, definitely. Like, like you know, like he said, you know, fail forward, uh, fail forward, um, and you're you're only gonna go up from there. You know, um, you can only make a mistake once. I mean, sometimes you can make it twice, but you can only make a mistake once. And if once you learn from it, you fail forward. But um, yeah, like he said, as far as partnerships go, um, you know, since this is about partners, uh, you know, don't go looking for a partner like he said in two. Don't be a afraid to ask about becoming partners if you feel like you guys work good together um you know so don't don't be afraid ask ask the question it may be a yes it may be a no but just make sure that before you ask that question that you're you're actually taking into consideration like do i work well with this guy have we made money together um is he is he is he is his ego too much you know where where right. you know i'm not going to be able to have my say or input in the company um and things like that you know what i mean and and um one thing like we've noticed is that we kept each other accountable. So, um, you know, that that just plays a big part. Just make sure before you get into a partnership that you're, you're taking all them things into consideration um, and don't be afraid to ask. You know, don't be afraid to just, hey, like, what's up? We want to be partners, man. We're doing good. We're breaking bread. Um, you know, what 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 what's next? Love it. Yeah, that, that's really good. Um, it looks like we have a, a question here, so I'm going to yep. throw it out real quick. Monica, what's going on, Gary? Uh, how do you have healthy balance of both? I'm always working so um, so hard on networking and branding, but that usually hits the back burner. Well, that's a good one. Um, so, like, when anything that I do, when it comes to networking and branding... Um, and what I've noticed, like, after I started, like, taking my Instagram a little bit more seriously, meaning documenting my journey, showing my wins, showing my losses, um, just going through that whole process, I started throwing my brand in there. And when it comes to networking, people will start remembering you um, off of that, and people start coming to you. So I have a lot of people in my on my Instagram, they'll send me opportunities of deals that they may come across, uh, things like that. Some people, you know, I've had lenders reach out to me. So based off of the work that I've been putting out, the energy that I've been putting out on my social media, along with my brand, uh, at the same time, I'm creating like awareness. Like, okay, property debt, that's tied. Anytime they see kind of green, they know it's me for the most part. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of been a balance there. It kind of like balances out because people start coming to you as well. Um, but at the end of the day, you still kind of have to be intentional. A lot of it is about intent. And you have to be intentional about what you're trying to do. So if your intention, if your intentions is to network, go to events, network, network with people. You see somebody on Instagram or social media and, you know, you like what they're doing or if they have something of value to you, reach out, connect, see if you can bring some value to them. Um, and then when it comes to branding, whatever your brand is, always mention your brand, you know, mm -hmm. put your brand out there, wear your brand, let people see your brand, yeah. uh, you know, and, and that's how it is. You know, that's kind of how I balance it. I love it. You know what, Tim? I think we need purple hats. I think we need to get, for, get, get, the the bag. Hats, get the purple hat. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yep. Get purple hats. Hey, Mike, anything you wanted to add to this? Yeah. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's a good question. It's difficult because I understand branding. It can be it can be time consuming. Editing a reel, editing your Instagram post, you know, and then Instagram yes. crashes and you're like, wow, I got to do this all from start again. Um, <laughs> I've been there. So, yeah, it, it, <laughs> you know, it's, it's happened to all of us who are, who are, you know, on Instagram a lot. Um, and uh, it, it can, yeah, it can be time consuming. So I would say, you know, just like wholesaling, just like everything, set systems, set schedules. Um, that way you can, you can get it done and, and it doesn't feel like, you know, you're just so much stuff is having to, to be done. So for example, um, you know, branding, keep that, you know, make your videos on a Saturday or Sunday so you can post them throughout Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, even if you got to change your shirt on a, on a Saturday, just to make a new video, change your shirt. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. you know what I mean? But keep it on a schedule, you know, um, networking, 
when you're talking to people on the phone, that's networking. When you're when you're when you're calling sellers, that's networking. Sometimes I found other leads off sellers. Um, mm -hmm. When 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 you when you're keeping up with your your brand on Instagram, like Ty said, people will reach out to us. That's networking. Um, net you network when you can, and what I mean by that is. You don't necessarily have to be like, all right, I'm, I'm setting myself to go out to this event. No, I've networked at closings with our attorney and found out other private lenders or other lenders just by talking, you know, not just because I don't just go to the attorney's office and I'm like, all right, where's my money? Let me sign the papers. All right, bye, guys. No, I'm like, hey, what's up? What do you guys do? Like, do you guys invest? Hey, like I start, you know, trying to pick their brain, like see what you what they're interested in, what they do. And, and believe it or not. I think that's one of the best people to network with is your your closing attorney, yeah. um, and especially if they're a good one, um, they can open doors to a lot of different people who will lend you money. Um, but yeah, like network when you can, when you're out, when you're out. Sometimes I was getting some empanadas the other day, and and I was uh I was freaking uh, networking with with the guy there, and he ended up telling me about a burnt down house that some lady <laughs> owns that's trying to sell it. I'm like, let me get the address. You know what I mean? So, you know, just let people know what you do. When you're on the elevator, you should be talking to that person next to you. That's, a, you know, that's, yes. that's, that's, that's networking right there is, yeah. you know, when you can. Um, but yeah, that's how kind of how you fit those things in, into it. Cause it, it can be hard to juggle all that networking, branding mm -hmm. on top of keeping up with your company. Um, it can be a lot, but you just gotta, you gotta make it work when you can, you know? I love that. Those those were definitely bars there. So uh, true. And definitely scheduling stuff out. That's helped me. And like I've slowly organically, that's been one of my goals is to grow my my brand and like my presence on social media. And so usually for me, I, I still have a nine to five. So I on on the weekends or when I have like a, a good chunk of time, I'll time block, be like, all right, I'm going to do some content here. Uh, even editing these podcasts to split them up into clips, that, that, that shit is so time consuming and yes. I hate it. Yeah. And so I've also learned too, okay, if it's something I really can't do, like I hate doing, I should probably delegate that to somebody. So if you can afford it and if it's in your budget, hire somebody to do stuff that you really don't want to do. So yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm considering hiring somebody for social media stuff too, or at least to just edit my clips so that I don't have to waste two hours going through, uh, you know, an hour episode just to, you know, create clips for Instagram or whatever the case may be. So that's always another way too. If, if you get to the point where like, I can't stand doing this, like delegate that, um, yeah. if, if you can. Um, but, uh, that's definitely a bar relationship is huge. Tim, I know you've kind of attested that as well. And like, who you've always mentioned like talk about what you do like mm -hmm. no matter what it is and if you're manifesting it it's there it's bound to come back to you so i, I love that that part. yeah absolutely because you know you just don't know where your next deal is going to come from and you know one of my deals um i found a buyer at one of my inspections because he was the general contractor and he actually bought properties too so uh, the next deal i i sent it to him and he actually uh, closed on that deal. So you just don't know who you're going to run into or who you're going to talk to. Always, you know, put yourself out there, put your business out there, uh, talk about what you do. And, you know, like G said, you know, bring value. How can I help you? Um, you know, can I refer you business? Or, you know, I might not be the right client for you, but I might have people in my network that I can refer to. So it's, right. um, you know, having that conversation. Love it. Well, you guys, it's been real. I appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day. I know you guys have a closing. Good luck on the title search, yeah, but really luck. appreciate you guys um, tapping in with us. Anything, if you guys ever need anything, uh, we'll definitely have to connect yeah, on the multifamily you. tip, but um, really for appreciate sure. you guys. Yeah, appreciate you having us on here. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for having us. Cool. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget to tap in every Wednesdays, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, next Wednesday, we have another guest as well. So we're just on a roll. Really excited for you guys. But have a great day yep. and uh, catch you guys later. All right. We out.